You are now listening to In The Trench. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of In The Trench. Um, wow, we just had probably, I know, okay, so I say this every episode, like all the time also, but this was truly probably the most, like, just surreal episode I've had so far, other than maybe Jack Horner, which was another huge, like, guest that I had on. Uh, we have on today, ABS, Master Smith, Forge and Fire, All-Star Judge, Jay Nielsen. He came on the podcast, and I'm just, I'm not even going to ramble off too much. I just want to dedicate these last couple seconds to this. Thank you so much, Jay, for coming on the podcast. It was truly an honor for myself and Nicole to have you on. Um, to everybody else, watch this podcast. If you have any questions, if you're a Forge and Fire fan and are wondering what happens behind the scenes or the contestants with some of the knives that are made, um, stay tuned and watch the episode. We, we cover all those questions here today. Um, thanks again, Jay, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. No, happy to do it. No. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. When my girlfriend told me she got you on the podcast, I'm like, no way. Because when quarantine happened, what, what got me through quarantine was forged in fire. So I was like, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. forged in fire was a kind of a pain in the butt during quarantine because we had to get um, tested every morning before we went on set. So you, you had the little swizzle up to your nose every morning. But at that same point in time, my wife, who was still alive at that point in time, um, they never tested her at all. She she was a she's she was a nurse for thirty five years, not an issue, not a big deal. Now they let her get to work all the time, but they would whistle our nose every day. It's like what the hell? That's awful. Yeah, no, quarantine was terrible. They used to do the same thing to me at work, and it was just super uncomfortable. I can't imagine, obviously, on a game show. And um, something that I used to, like, I became absolutely addicted to Forge and Fire. If you ask her, whenever I open up Netflix, the only show that I put on, because I'm not really a movie guy, and I just having stuff on the TV, I always put on Forge and Fire, and I'll just see every single episode, whether it be the Super Champ episode or just a regular old episode. And it just gets me so excited because I feel like I've seen enough episodes to the point where I could just go ahead and make a knife. <laughs> like it's, it's, that's what it feels like. And, and people do it all the time. It's like, I've seen enough episodes. I think I can make a knife. It's like, okay, bring it on. Let's see what you can do. And just horrible battered pieces of steel all over the place. Um, but no, that I mean, there's been some folks that really did come out of the blue and say, you know, say i think i can do this and you know forged out a great blade and it's like wow okay maybe this isn't just a game show maybe this is actually uh, uh, an educational thing oh it's people extremely are actually educational. learning people are actually definitely learning what's going on yeah no it's extremely educational i mean if before I didn't even know there was so much art into knife making before I started watching Forged and Fire. I didn't know what Gomai was, what Sanmai was, what the, I knew what Damascus was, but I didn't know the process and how to make Damascus and the whole all those different types of Damascus. When I was watching the, you guys made an episode at the end, I believe, of season eight where it was you, um, uh, I'm so David and um, and Ben, and you guys were all like on Zoom. And you guys gave each other each a challenge to do, like you had two weeks to do each challenge. Oh, that was the Home Forge episode. The Home yeah. Forge episode, yeah. And yeah. 
Ben pulled out some like we the most insane Damascus thing I've ever seen in my life. Like this... oh, he pulled he pulled out some great Damascus. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Turkish Damascus, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he he actually did he did he folded the tip over, so the pattern um, made it to the tip as opposed to being cut off. Yeah, and then I also yeah, saw was you... very cool. I that saw your cool. video on how to make Damascus. I was just like, okay, I feel like I could go get the right the right amount of materials and make the Damascus, which is my favorite type of metal, which I guess is my first question to you is what well, is your trust me. Yeah. Trust me, honestly, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I ain't I ain't a rocket scientist or anything like that. I mean yeah. but you're uh, an it's, ABS master. It's not that it's not that hard to do. It's just a matter of being hard-headed and just going for it basically i guess i i completely agree and i do want to go for it soon i feel like i can i want to try for sure but you can't say you're not not a rocket scientist i mean you're an abs master smith you've been doing this for how many years um 25 plus years and how many so, years as a master smith oh with well, i got my master smith at uh 2008 Wow. So you've been doing it for what? 12? What's yeah. 12 years, right? No, 14 years. That's crazy. That's God. You just make me feel older and older. <laughs> no, it's, it's so like, I want to see the sign behind you. What the heck is that? It says in the trench. A nice. I like our podcast. That. Yeah. It's our podcast with a couple of okay. led strips that we put up on it. Um, just to give us, a looks cool. appreciate that. So I guess my first question to you is, this is a really interesting question because I feel like, you know, Forge and Fire isn't like your typical game show that it's multiple weeks. It's like every episode, it's its own individualized competition. Mm. What in all the years that you've been judging it, has there ever been like a final weapon that's just left you like in awe of like how amazing it was? Yes. Yes, there is definitely one. Um, and it was the guy that um, I don't know if you saw the uh, Beat the Judges. Yes, I did see that. Yep the guy that beat my ass Bert Foster um fantastic bladesmith uh he was one of he was actually one of my judges when I took my master smith test so he was one of the guys that judged me but the first time he was on he made a god I can't remember was it shalata uh it it was it was a double-edged curved sword yeah um I think it was called Charlotte, but it, it was beautiful. It was, it was one of the most beautiful things I ever saw. Wow. And, and it went through all the cutting tests and strength tests without a hitch. I mean, that's, that's a phenomenal piece of work there. And Bert's a fantastic knife maker. And again, I've said this multiple times. If I ever had to lose to anybody, more than happy to lose to Bert. More than happy to lose to Bert. That's so exciting. No, and it's also insane that he did it in four days, right? Oh, it's amazing. That's so cool. And it's I understand that you guys do have like obviously like professionals. You have some master smiths come on the show. We also have like people that are like part-time bladesmiths that just kind of do it as a hobby, like show mm-hmm. up on the show. Has there been any of those that have like let you like, wow, like this person I thought was an amateur, but they like they made an amazing blade? Well, it's kind of funny because I when the show was starting out um you know we get kids you know 18 20 years old and like 
I was like, what are they going to do? They don't know anything. And they would pull amazing stuff out of their butts. Not literally, obviously, but <laughs> they, but they would, they would just come up with stuff. And there was, there was a couple times I was like, oh, that's never going to work. That's not going to happen. And they did it. And I was like, whoa, okay. Maybe I need to start rethinking a couple things and try a couple new things in my shop. Because when I started making knives, yeah. there was no internet. Yeah. You know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have, you know, all these, you know, information highways kind of things. So now the kids that are coming along have so much knowledge. And now it's anytime I see, you know, a young person come on the show, it's like, okay, now I want to see what they do now. Cause now I know these guys have got information they got they've been playing this stuff i want yeah. to see what they got so it's it's a total turnaround for me that's so funny and i see how you said like you see people like trying things like oh it's not gonna work what's well, like the number one thing that that most people mess up with when they're on the show oh canisters oh canister Damascus. <laughs> oh yeah and yeah and it's probably part of the reason of my fault because that's kind of one of one of the things I'm known for. Yeah. So, you know, people try to do canisters and they'll like, well, I'm gonna press, I'm gonna impress Jay Nielsen. No, you're not, not you're probably gonna screw it up. <laughs> you know, we got people, you know, like heating stuff over the forge, you know, trying to dry the the white out, right out burning yeah. it, burning it out, and then that doesn't do any good anyway, and stuff like that. Um, you know, one of the biggest things is having a little bit of patience and patience is a really a hard thing to come by when you got that big red clock yep. over your head and you got Will or Grady, you know, yelling at you and you got the judges staring at you. So yeah, patience is a hard thing to come by. And I, I ran into the same thing too, when I was uh, on the floor. That Yeah, I saw it. The clock is really something that, that changes the whole game um would you recommend for a time competition when doing canister to just leave it in the canister and grind it off later or do you think it's easier to just do the white out the, the proper way and then get it out no no i definitely leave the can on leave the can on we don't we there is only certain challenges we say you have to remove the can yeah most of the time if we give contestants a canister challenge we don't tell them to remove the can. So we leave that up to them and then that's their own mind screw up. Yeah, they mess so up. Whether I feel they like, want to or not. I feel like they mess smarter, up a lot trying to impress. Can on, just run yeah. with it. That's what I'm always yelling at the TV screen. See, just leave it on. You'll you'll grind it off later. Just get a nice blade in or else. Yeah, always... but, but but people get that idea in their head. I gotta remove the can. I gotta remove the can. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to. If I didn't ask you to, don't do it. If anybody's watching this and about to go on that show, these are the tips <laughs> you need. Um, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I always yell at my screen and I say that. And it's just like, I think the most important thing is obviously just get the blade done. You have a certain amount of time. And mm. and something I find interesting is, because I know the, the show obviously has to be cut down a lot to be put into like the, I think it's a 45 minute runtime if I'm not wrong. How much is really cut out? like of that show because when i see the like the judging it's like a two second judge per knife i'm sure it's a lot longer 
Well, it's just like um, watching Chopped or something like that. Yeah. Um, they say like, you know, two minutes left and people are still got stuff in the fryer and stuff like that. You know, it's the same thing with our show, which actually um, Forge and Fire was the brainchild of the guy that made Chopped. Wow. Which is one of the reasons got me involved in it because I, I enjoyed watching Chopped. Me and my wife watched Chopped all the time. And they were like, oh, well, this same guy. I was like, okay, now I'm into it. Okay, let's talk about this. So that's when we went to Seattle and did the uh, the the pilot for it. But no, we don't cut time out. Um, no, not not time of not time of the. I, I, no, I'm sorry for for mis for misspoking for misspeaking. What I meant was like from the judging part of it, for the judging portion of it. Like when you guys are going over each knife, like it's usually like a sentence per judge per knife. I was wondering how much is really cut out of the actual judging when you guys are eliminating contestants oh no no they they it's usually pretty much most of it most of what we say and stuff like that that's actually when we actually get to (laughs) speak our minds stuff like that um because during the the whole you know when they're forging and stuff like that yeah i mean you got to figure they're they're cutting we're doing like four days and we're cutting into about 52 minutes yeah so, you know, a lot of that gets cut out. But, you know, when we're doing the critiquing of the knives and stuff like that, that's usually that's usually pretty much all there. Wait, that's interesting that you said that. You said you guys are filming on, over a course of four days. Are you, do you mean, like, is the actual, like, what is a three-hour competition? Do you guys film that the three hours in one go, or is it, like, separate? Well, what we normally do is we'll do the first day is three-hour forging. Okay, then we temper the blades, which one of me, you know, me or one of the other guys um, who's a master of smith takes care of the tempering because nobody wants to sit there. Some of these blades take six hours plus to temper. Yeah. So the next day, then they get their temper blades back and then they do the handle round. And then, oh. and then the next day is when we, beat the living hell out of them yeah. and do the testing that's so and then cool. after that then we take the last two guys and we send them home to make something else we can beat the living hell out of yeah and they have their four days at home no that's so <laughs> interesting do you guys make them wear the same clothes then every single day that they come back to make it look like it's one continuous day or am i just imagining that no no that's that's what they do and i'm i'm not involved in that part so. no that's so in my head, it was like, oh, three hours, boom, next thing. Go cut the – go well, do the it, testing. It, it's, it's, a, it's a TV thing. Of course. No, it's I know. A, it's, a po- it's supposed to look like everything's happening the same day or something like That's that. That's so but. cool. Ah, and so I'm assuming since it's day by day, like, what are you doing throughout those three hours? Are you just sitting there just watching them forge for three hours? Or are you guys going to get up yep. and get lunch? Yeah. Nope, no, no, we basically sit there and watch them. And, yes, it and- gets kind of old after a while. <laughs> And a lot of times it's like, don't do that. Don't do, don't, don't, stop. Freak, he's going to do it anyway. Oh, 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 maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But yeah, it's just, uh, that's yeah. so funny. We're, I'm always yelling it's, at the TV because they're, they're, they're um, quenching their blades too hot. That's one thing I, I always notice that to look out for. Oh, like, all the time. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the craziest things for us because we are sitting up there, even when we're not sitting on our chairs, you know, if we're off camera and we're just watching and just, we just want to run down there like, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. 
take that away from you. <laughs> but you can't. You can't do that. That's so but funny. You, man. But you that's... want to. You want to run down. It's like, no, no. You, I want to take this away from you. I'm going to show you how to do it. But no, can't do it. America's the that's same way. We're all yelling at our screens. That's that's uh, so it's, it's 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 it gets a little crazy. Who who is your favorite judge on the show to shoot the shit with? It's like just talk shit. Ah, uh, well, that would have been Will. Um, Grady's right up there. Grady's hilarious. Um, Dave Baker is just. We have way too many fun conversations. I can see that. And see that. Doug Marcada, I just Doug Doug just wants to do all this stuff. And I've actually had Doug in my shop before. Yeah. And you know, I actually had him hammering out blades and stuff like that. And it's just it's just it's like, okay, do you think you think so? Go go do it. Don't don't keep talking, do it. That's so funny. You got to tell Grady to pronounce Doug's kill test, keel test. I love it when it's oh, K. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says he says it to kill. And I'm like, ah, Grady, come on. It's keel. Because oh. on, on Netflix's subtitles, they know Doug so well. They'll always put keel, K-E-A-L. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Grady's getting used to it. He's, yeah. he's getting good at it. He's actually, doing great. Grady's, no, I, Grady's actually doing a really good job. No, he's been a fantastic addition. I mean, I miss Will. We saw Will obviously the first eight, se- the first seven seasons, but Grady's been fantastic. It's that's the number one thing that I told uh, my girlfriend Nicole, who you obviously have spoken to, and I'll bring her onto the show a little bit later so you can. And I love the fact that I can just mess with Grady anytime I want. <laughs> oh, I'm he's, right. He's, I'm right next to him. I can just like. He's easy to prank. Just poke him. Just <laughs> give him a little poke every once in a while. Crazy, um, crazy good dude. What I was gonna say here, I have a list of questions here that I just wanted to get through is, um, what do you think has been the coolest weapon you've seen made on on Forge and Fire? You guys have made some pretty. Okay, I, I I I finally remember it because we were talking about this before. Awesome. Uh, Bert Foster, the Chotel. That was the coolest finale weapon I ever saw because it was full Damascus. It was a double-edged hooked sword. That so was one of the, the coolest, coolest one you've seen. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That is so cool. That's such an honor to get it from someone like that. That's and that's... and the fact that you know you got to figure before Forge of Fire, uh, nobody would give me a finished weapon and say, "Hey Jay, can you beat the living hell out of this for me?" Now people. Aside from the show, people randomly send me weapons and say, can you just beat the living hellos for me? And film it and send it back? So, yeah, exactly. So so the fact that I get to take something from the guy who judged me in my Master Smith test. And beat the shit out of it. And I get to take his piece of work, beautiful <laughs> piece of work, and beat the tar up. It's just like, okay, now now I feel complete. <laughs> That is so cool. And obviously you're known as the guy to just destroy blades. You're the, I, you're the grim reaper of blades on that show. Well, I, I just don't actually enjoy that. I mean, I've, I've had so many people tell me I'm like the Simon Cowell of knife making. Um, but I don't like breaking people's knives. I mean, if they yeah. break, they break. It's yeah, not my course. fault. But you know, I'm not going to hold back at the same time, so. No, of course. 
and that's it's the coolest part of seeing you and all these seeing the face of the contestants like when they see you grab their knife and they're and you're always like are you ready and they're like no i'm not i'm not, I'm not ready but um <laughs> i i have i have never expected in my life to make grown men cry <laughs> but i've done it <laughs> you've done it quite a bit i feel like i've seen a couple episodes where they do that yeah, there's been a few that are kind of like broken down a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, it, but I understand you put so much work into that. Yeah. I mean, even for, you know, even for the short amount of time we give them for the contest, they put their heart and soul. I mean, they do. They, I mean, they, they're busting their asses. Yeah. So, I yeah, I mean, I mean, if the knife breaks, the handle breaks, something like that, I mean, it's not a goal for me. It's just, it happens and I feel for them because I wouldn't want the same thing happening to me either. Yeah. But you give me something, I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to break the damn thing. If I can. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what people want to see. Right. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sucks, but it, it, get, it gets people's attention when you see, Oh damn, a knife just snapped. But yeah. a fun game that I play with my girlfriend is that we'll pick the winner from the first time we'll see all four people. We make a bet on who we think is going to make it throughout the show. And it's, Oh yeah. Never... You, you, you're not the first people to do that. I hear that all the time. <laughs> we, we never get it right. Or it's very far in three routine. I'll see the guy. Oh, I've been a, a Smith maker for 40 years. And I'm like, Oh, that guy's got it in the bag. And he doesn't make it past the first round. I'm like, fuck. Like, yep. <laughs> it completely ruins it. But what's the deal with, with the um, mosaic pins? I've never heard that before. And I see, I see the contestants have such a trouble with the mosaic pins. Oh, it's just a, basically it's just a time challenge kind of thing. Um, I'm not a fan of mosaic pins myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I used to make my own. Um, It's basically just taking a hollow tube and just filling it with other pin stock and epoxy and, you know, getting it adhered together. But the the problem is you're that time constraint thing again. So it's like, okay, gotta jam all this stuff together, get epoxy in it, get a set. Hopefully I grind it together and it won't fall apart. And yeah, usually it goes to crap. So Yeah, I won't forget the I don't know if you remember this, it's for you it's probably hundreds of episodes back, but it was I think it was season seven or season eight where you guys needed a metal in the middle of your of the, of the handle. And one of the contestants just put a big pin. And you guys are like, this isn't a metal. It's, it's, a, it's a big pin. And then he wasn't able to get his, his, um, his knife tested because it didn't meet parameters, obviously. So I was wondering, it's like, what would constitute a metal to make it? Because it was a big pin. So like, what would constitute that metal? Just Well, uh, okay. It's, it's not the same thing, but what this reminds me of is one time we had um, the lawnmowers and yeah, you had to make blades out of lawnmowers and one kid, I'm saying kid because I got gray hair. He doesn't. So (laughs) I can call him a kid. Okay. Uh, Basically he just pulled the lawnmower blade out, threw it in the forage, flattened it and then ground the blade out of it. And I was like, no no you're not getting away with that this is not this is forging fire this is not ground and fire yeah. you, know, you can't just grind a blade out 
Yeah, I mean, and we've had you know, we've had a few different kind of like guys try to cheat a cheat the couple of things and stuff like that, but no, we ain't letting that slide. Nope. Awesome. That's why the show does so well because you guys keep it to the straight to the guns. That's what's so exciting. Well, I mean, that's that's one of the people. You know, one of the reasons, like I said, the Simon Kell of my banking thing. I get that a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm not trying to be a or anything like that i'm just this is what i'm supposed to do i'm supposed to judge your knives i'm supposed to you know tell you what you're doing right or wrong and you know that's that's the way it is if you don't yeah. like it tough shit leave the show mm. exactly um no that's awesome and i guess uh, another question since you're the one who does all the strength tests right that's your thing What's the, I've seen you get a couple injuries. I saw you've like nicked your, your, your knuckle before and had like a ligament problem before, but what's like the worst uh, injury you've had on that show? Um, uh, well, I've gone to the ER a couple times. Oh my God. Um, no, there, there hasn't been that many, like actually on camera injuries. Um, uh, cause normally we, we do a lot of this testing beforehand. Um, I've made blades in my own shop in the same time constraints. Um, and we've used those to pre-test stuff beforehand. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you know, we're not going into this stuff blind. I mean, I would not, I would not be involved in the show if I couldn't do it. If, if we gave somebody a challenge, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't expect anybody else to do it either. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done all these tests. I've been, I've done all these things before. So, I mean, like I said, you know, if, if I can do it, you guys can do it. But on occasion, <laughs> something will explode in your hand. And I've had, uh, you know, one time I had a sword blade bounce off my neck. I uh, had another one, uh, sword bounced off and like, basically stabbing in the hand but i think i saw I've that been, episode I've, but i but i've been very fortunate I've, i haven't had any serious injuries good no that's that's good to hear you guys take the, all those precautions <laughs> yeah knock on wood i got you i got you jay i got you i got you <laughs> um and i know it's coming that's no, why they I, start after that sword blade bounced off my neck that's why they start putting me in armor no i see and i see um I see all the different protective gear you guys do when you guys do the finale weapon, the big finale weapon, and mm -hmm. let's say both go through the test. Fantastic. And you guys then at that point, um, determine whether it's on, on craftsmanship or if one took a smaller nick than the other, what do you, cause I know when you guys do the tests in house for the first couple rounds, obviously you guys keep the knives cause that's the metal that you gave the contestants. Now when the contestants are bringing both of their weapons, you guys keep both master weapons or do you only keep the one that won we keep the winner so the person um, the, the loser could take his back yes okay. um after the after the episode airs uh that contestant can get their weapon back and we started that because um early on we kept everything yeah but it was it was at at this point like you know, come on these people are putting so much hard work into this you know at least let them have their weapon back 
but they can fix it, repair it, resell it, do whatever the hell they want with it. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, after I think it was like season four, I think we started doing that. Nice. So yeah, so That's the runner up could get the get their weapon back. But uh, yeah, no, the guy who wins, the person who wins, you guys no. are paying ten thousand dollars. We get ten grand. We yeah, ten grand. You guys paid ten grand for that weapon. Why yeah. would you give that we're, back? We're keeping that. <laughs> it's I just love how it's it's a knife making show at, at, at its core. Then you guys end up making like spears, swords. Um, I saw what was that you guys made one that was like for an elephant like leg. Oh yeah, the elephant tusk one. Yeah, the elephant tusk. One. Oh, that was that was one of my favorites. That was so cool. It's and so we like, had the, the the sling shot, like crossbow. Yes, I remember the cross. When you guys pull oh. out the crossbow, I'm like, what if I the person doesn't know how to make a crossbow? Like, I I, I swear, I I seriously had a nightmare one time where I was like. <laughs> had to make a crossbow on the show out of a sheet of two by four. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I woke up and I'm like, I oh really need to stop doing the show. <laughs> I need to stop because this is getting addictive. Do you guys send the, the, the final two contestants, like some sort of blueprint on how to make the weapon or like figure it out on your own? Oh no. Oh no. No. You Fig- figure it out on your own. Even the crossbow. Oh no, no. Yeah. You, you can, you know, you, <laughs> You you don't even have your phone on the show. You can when you get back on the plane to go back home, then you can start looking up how the hell do I make this thing? That's wild. And when the two contestants are back at home forging, um, because it looks like a obviously really well produced. I'm. Su- do you guys send people out to film them? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. Wondering. We yeah, there's a cameraman, a producer, or a camera person, a producer, or whatever. But yeah, there there's somebody, but they're being watched the entire time, That's and there there there's no iffy skippy going on. It's like no, uh, you can if if you're a contestant and your shop really sucks. Sorry again, you can actually use somebody else's shop, but you have to do everything there. And wherever you start making your finale weapon, you have to finish it there. Yeah. So I mean, there was there was no back and forth juggling or anything like that. So yeah. So there's you know there's a producer and there's a camera person and yeah they're they're on top stuff and and they are like, I mean you you think bouncers at a club are bad? <laughs> no, these these dudes are worse. I mean they will cut you down. That's crazy. No, I'm, that's that's so cool seeing how, how. Well, again, we're, it's it's game show rules, so. Yeah, well, I think for the final question, it's only fair that I bring my girlfriend on because she's been the one orchestrating this whole meeting between both of us, and she's my my second in command when it comes to the podcast. She's probably first in command, and you're just holding honestly. I'm just I'm just the I'm just the poster boy. She does everything else. <laughs> she's she's camera shy. That's the problem. Get in. Ask him what's the favorite thing he's forged. Oh, there she is. She watches the I show with every episode. I, I saw that me. face. <laughs> Hi, Jay. Hi. How you it's doing? so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Happy okay. to do it. Okay. So our last question is, what is the... Your most favorite thing Oh, your most favorite thing you've ever forged. Oh, God. Oh. Um, geez, what? Why, 
can't you give me an easy one? <laughs> okay, Seriously? what's your middle no, name? No, no, no. Okay, no. all right, all right. One of the, one of How do you spell your craziest, first name? One of the craziest ones I ever made was a toast cutter, uh, which was a literally a U-shaped Damascus blade um, with a... Oh, it says micarta, Damascus, walrus, tusk. Uh, Basically, it was a guy who had way too many knives and his wife was giving him hell. And she was like, before you buy another knife, I want something that's going to cut the toast off of bread. And we're all like, what? (laughs) So I made a three-part Damascus knife it's on the website it's it's horrible i'm looking it up terrible it 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 was it was kind of cool but it was was a pain in the butt to make so you could just like nip off all three uh edges of the bread and then just nip off the last one you get three things one no crust and 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 I I didn't even win that contest. So, <laughs> but one but one of one of my absolute favorites we actually had on the show was um it was actually the European dagger that I made for my MasterSmith test. Wow. Um, that I I passed fortunately first time. Um, but it was actually on the show, and we had to rent it away from the guy I sold it to. <laughs> <laughs> so we could air it on the show because <laughs> he was like hell no i'm not giving that up like come on we're gonna rent we'll, we'll pay you yeah. to get this dagger on the show and he's like oh okay fine yeah i'd have given it back in a second if it's getting on that show yeah well yeah. no we had to pay his but but <laughs> but yeah they, yeah it was kind of crazy stuff no i can't wait to look it was fun moves. That's yeah, so uh, that toast that toast cutter one. Oh, thank God. I can't wait for that. To- oh, I, I can't honestly. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I'm gonna get grief after this podcast for that. I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully, well, I but it was say, good talking to you guys. It was, it was so a pleasure nice for us. You. Jay. Thank you so much, Jay. Hey, happy to do it. Appreciate it so much. Well, hopefully, if we ever have you on in the future, it'll be a lot easier than it was this time. For sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm bad with. I'm sorry. No, I mean, don't be sorry at all. Understand. I make I make my living with a hammer and an anvil. So. <laughs> hey, how much can you expect out of me? Completely understood. I'll make sure to send you any pictures of any knife I end up forging and how ugly it turns out to be. You can critique oh, it all do, you please. want. I'm I'm always more than happy. I I do it on a daily basis. You know, looking at people's knives. You know, spotting D lambs, answering questions. Yada yada, yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the deal. Yep. 